welcome to uh, another episode of a guy uh, learning how to draw. I'm Isaac Elliott Fisher, and uh, I'm a cinematographer and aspiring cartoon artist, I guess, cartoonist, or comic book artist. I guess that's the proper terminology, is cartoonist. As the title suggests, uh, I am slowly teaching myself how to draw better, and as I do, uh, I decided to do a podcast to discuss some of the lessons I've, I've learned along the way. So this episode is something that you may not want to dive into if you already are relatively well established as an artist, and heck, if you are, then why are you watching this anyway? Um, basically going to deal with basics. We're going to talk a little bit about um, tools that I'm using, where the ideas came from, you know, as I discovered what tools to use, and uh, a little bit about drawing basics, and then, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. So, uh, to get started, uh, I'm just doing a little um, uh, warm-up sketch here of a, a character that I'm designing for uh, yet another pilot project that we're playing with. It's a bit of a fantasy, sci-fi type epic. This female character is kind of like a warrior. And uh, I just did a basic um, eight head tall design here. And I'll discuss about what that means in a minute. But uh, first and foremost, uh, work workspace and, and the basic implements, right? So as you can see here on both cameras, I'm on a uh, tilting artist table. It's great to use some sort of surface that brings the artwork to um, a level, like a perpendicular, parallel, perpendicular level with your face. So you're looking at it roughly a 90 degree angle. Otherwise, if you're on a table and your art is flat, your drawings will end up being skewed because uh, your perspective or your uh, the way you're looking at it um, is going to be skewed on a flat surface. So it's always best to get it like this. So rather than, you know, investing if you don't have the space or the money or the, you know, whatever to buy an artist table, I mean, maybe this is about a $100 artist table, um, you you can just use a lap board, a piece of, of uh, plywood or stiff board that you can put on your on your lap and, you know, if you're sitting uh, up against a table, you can rest the upper part against a table or a pillow or something to get uh, roughly that angle. And then it gives you a hard surface to work around and move your pieces against. Uh, next is uh, pencils. Of course, you know, you can use any old pencil. Uh, I was doing a course that was teaching us to use, you know, all these different HB and 2H and, you know, the whole gamut of pencil lead weights. Um, and that's great because if you use the different weights, you're drawing with lead that's, or a, a graphite that's harder. So when you're scrubbing your hand all over the page, it doesn't uh, spread around. But then you use a, a softer lead that gets you a lot darker line when you're finishing things. For me, I like um, these mechanical pencils. So I'm restricting myself to basically one lead the entire time. Uh, which is fine. Uh, I'm not super worried about it. I, I do end up with a little bit messier um, page as a result, but it's the it's the sacrifice I'm making for the fact that I like the convenience of a mechanical pencil. In the previous episode, I was using this glove, and I will pro you'll probably see me use it again here. Um, and this is a trick I stole from, I borrowed, uh, from a guy named, uh, an artist named uh, Nathan Fox. I was doing an interview with Nathan Fox at uh, New York Comic Con uh, back in like 2010 and he finished up a book for heavy metal called Fluorescent Black which is pretty cool. Um, very futuristic sci-fi crazy uh, 
people, mutations, and all sorts of neat stuff. And he had a glove like this, which is just a cotton uh, archive glove. You can get them at art stores and framing stores and stuff like that. It's where people who are working with artwork and museum materials maybe would wear these to keep your the oils from your hands from contaminating what you're working on. And so he borrowed the idea from uh, animators when he was doing his, his fine arts background in animation. And cell animators, traditionally, traditional cell animators are animating with, uh, these are animation cells from the Ninja Turtles cartoon, obviously. Let's find a shot of a Ninja Turtle here. These ones are a little worse for wear because, of course, they've been around since the late 80s. Um, in that time, they were drawing a pencil drawing on a piece of animation paper. The only reason why it's specific to animation is these holes across the top, which are registration holes, locks the animation down uh, on the stand, and then they can flip through it. So they're doing it in pencil, and then they would come along and they would trace that pencil initially. Later, they would actually Xerox the hard lines, but they would trace the hard lines with uh, a black ink, and then flip this over and color yeah, this is a little bit, it's got some of the paper stuck to it, but they would color the cell, every cell, by hand from the back. So you'd actually start with things like the furthest forward forward, the, the eyes, uh, the teeth, the pads, the highlight colors, and then you would go into the deeper colors, and you can sort of see the layers of how they're painting. So anyway, point is, is that when you're using this, this acetate, your hand uh, oils will go all over the plastic and it'll you'll see it and it screws up the animation so they're using these these gloves and you might cut the fingers out like I did so that you can articulate your brushes a little bit better but you're not rubbing your hand all over the page so it's not necessarily that I'm avoiding spreading oil all over my paper but what I found is that while I'm using a brushed ink or or even a pencil while I'm doing big sweeping lines I'm not a, spreading the, the pencil all over the place, and B, it's, it makes it a lot smoother to, to guide your hand across the, the page, um, because I found like I'm trying to do a big long brush line and my, my fingers are jumping across the, the page because you know, your, your hand has is, is, uh, got moisture on it, so it is sticking to the page. Uh, so, mechanical pencils, glove, erasers, Kneaded eraser. Uh, kneaded erasers are great because you've got, you know, it doesn't leave any of the, those funny little, um, you know, rubber bits that you get from standard pencil erasers. Uh, they're great for big cleanups when you're going over a page after you've inked it. You'll clean it up with this. Um, I like the hard edged erasers or these stick erasers mostly for um, convenience or quick, quick things or the fact that, you know, I really just want to take that line away from the edge of her her arm there or you know, just come around things. These are a little bit more precise, I guess you could say, that I want to get in there and get specific things. Uh, markers, in this case, um, I'm using Microns. And you can use any you know, brand name of these things. There's four or five different brand names here. There's another Pigma one. Um, they're basically just your standard felt tip, tech pens, I like these, these Microns particularly, as well as the Pigma Senseis as well. They've got some neat ends on them. They're uh, different sizes, one, three, five, eight, and it's basically a, a millimeter size that you're working with. And you know, they don't have, the only thing about these that I'm not as a big of a fan is even though if you, 
if you let the, the line off just a little bit while you're pushing and letting go, but it's nowhere near the same as if you're using a brush. Um, when you're using a brush, uh, the line variation is almost infinite. I can go from a very, very, very fine line with a brush to a nice fat line and really spread it around. Uh, so you get a lot more line variation with a brush. I've experimented with a lot of brushes, including synthetic bristles and different tiny little bristles, ones that were extremely small to ones that were very large. Um, here's, that's a zero, it's only slightly smaller. Uh, I do like the fatter ones, but unfortunately these really expensive um, uh, sable ones made by Winsor Newton, so called the Series 7, which seems to be the, the industry standard um, uh, brush, they don't, they don't make them nice and thick, uh, which some people actually, I've, I actually have seen some people take these thin stems and wrap tape around them meticulously to get uh, a much thicker handle to hold on to if you, if, your hand, if you have trouble hand cramping or anything like that. So basically what I found is that even though I was using brushes with um, extremely small ends on them just to try to get a very nice fine line, where you find that you can actually get the same line out of this thicker brush or an even thicker one beyond that, um, because the, the end of the tip is very much the same. It's just a nice tiny little point. The difference being is that one of the, with a thicker brush, like a one or a two, this is a one, if I can go even bigger, like a two or a three, um, it holds a whole lot more ink. So you're not going back to the ink well all the time, which can get annoying when you're, you know, I've just got that line and then my brush has run out of ink. So just like I say, doing a little rough um, warm up here of this uh, lovely female warrior. As you can tell, I'm a bit of an Ninja Turtle fan, so I do like the, uh, the blowing bandana effect that you get when, when your mask has something cool like that. She's got a little bit of this dangly stuff that happens underneath her, um, her chest armor. And in this case, I've done this this rough figure pose uh, as an eight head tall character, which is a roughly standard um, human size. And what I mean by eight heads is, which is a pretty uh, common, like if you went to high school art class, you should remember that, that uh, you take the height of this head and you pretty much measure down to eight of those, which should reach the bottom of her feet. Her shoulder plates, tighten those up a bit. And as you just go over it again and again, you just tighten things up. This is a nice little warm up. So, I'll worry about the plates on her skirt a bit later. We'll start to, uh, to a character. Again, eight head tall, character sketch, pretty loose. Let's start. Let's figure that one out.